0: Hello and welcome to Dear Amelia, a podcast where I, a new father, have a series of conversations with friends on a whole range of topics, with the ultimate goal of presenting a collection of deeply personal thoughts for my daughter to listen to when she grows up. This is Benjamin Prabhu, and thank you for tuning in. Everyone reaches a point in their life where they have to decide for themselves if they believe in the existence of a higher being, a divine entity who is in control of the universe and has the power to change our lives, If we call out to him. For some, their beliefs are shaped by personal encounters that they may or may not have had. For others, it could be the extent of the need for their lives to be anchored to a bigger purpose. Ultimately, it is every individual's personal journey in life that determines whether God is real to them. A single episode in a podcast format is not sufficient to do a deep dive into faith and its role in our lives. What I can talk about, though, is why it is important to your dad and what I would like you to know about it for your own life. You see, Amelia, I was born into a Christian family where we did not just go to church on Christmas Eve and Easter Sunday and call it a day. Your grandparents were the kind of Christians that went the extra step and organized church activities in a country where it was explicitly prohibited to do so. So I grew up attending weekly services diligently, memorizing Bible verses and singing in the church choir. I was steeped in church culture and yet, it wasn't till my early teens that I came to understand what faith meant to me on a personal level. By now you probably have heard about the time your grandfather was briefly imprisoned in Saudi Arabia for his role in organizing church events on the down low. That was my first big test as a Christian. I could not understand why a loving God would seemingly abandon his children when they have done nothing but serve him in a dangerous situation. Faced with the prospect of losing my father, I began to question my faith and began to wonder if God existed at all. It was only the prayers of your grandmother, the support of friends and family and a return to a deeper analysis of the Bible that kept me going and brought about the realization that I needed a personal relationship with Jesus Christ to navigate life's challenges. Eventually, my dad was released and went on to devote himself fully into sharing the gospel across the world. That whole experience was the first and most impactful lesson about faith for me. God allows us to face tough situations in our lives so that we learn to rely on Him and come out stronger for it. I wish I could say it was all smooth sailing after that. Instead, my faith has waxed and waned over the years with all that life has thrown at me. I have plumbed some lows and was not always the best I could be. It took a mission trip to Brazil in 2010 to reset my spiritual life And since then, I constantly work on deepening my relationship with God. That's why I want you to remember two things at the least. First, if you are looking for religion to fill the void in your life, you're going to be disappointed. Instead, seek a relationship with God and devote yourself to a lifetime of understanding his will. And second, if you choose to follow Jesus, be kind to yourself. We are all humans, and a perfect Christian does not exist. We are bound to make mistakes throughout our lives. But God is not holding a stick, waiting to discipline us every time we mess up. He loves you and will pick you up every time you fall. Just trust Him that in your weakness, you will find strength in Him. part of living the Christian life is having strong fellowship with other believers, people you can share your life journey with and can lean on for spiritual counsel at any time. I spoke with one such friend who is always up for enlightening conversations. Jake Fleming is proof that Christians can be fun to hang out with as well. Here's a snippet of us discussing the role of faith in our lives when I was coming up with the idea of this podcast and, you know, trying to think of the topics that I want to talk about, like I want to share with Amelia or just have people to listen to, like faith was probably one of the top topics that came to my mind because it, it is a big part of who I am and, you know, who I aspire to be. And of course, I couldn't think of anyone better to talk with than with my... Small group leader. So, <laughs> you know, for for those who are listening, I do have to mention that Jake is the leader of a small group of church that we attend together. The conflict point. of interest. Yeah, we'll, we'll just lay it out there. So, so Jake, what uh, what does the term faith mean to you?
1: Oh man. Um, so I I'm honored to be interviewed on this topic, uh, and. I, It's crazy because Benny, I think of you as just someone who has a rock solid faith and is so eloquent. So I'll try to, I'll try to. um,
0: I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I'll try to attempt to be like you in some of my answers. (laughs) But uh, yeah, faith is faith is something that sounds so simple to define, but then in a moment like this, when you're you're asked to define it, what it truly means to you, it's kind of a kind of a gut check because it's it's something that you. You have to live each and every day, and it's not easy. Though it may be easy to define, so the simple definition I'd say would, you know, a trust in something you can't necessarily see, or um, you know, there's some, there's something that, there's something earthly missing to it to our senses. Uh, but it's a, ultimately with Christ, you know, it's it's a relationship, and it's just a full trusting and. Each and every
0: day. Yeah. And I like the word that you use, their relationship, because, you know, I've, I've been thinking about how do I explain to people who are not necessarily Christians, right? Mm-hmm. To non Christians when they want to know what you believe in, what your beliefs are. And I always try to explain there's a distinction between religion and faith because, okay. you know, my personal interpretation of religion is that it is a set of do's and don'ts, while faith is that's a matter of personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So, but both essentially determining our way of life. Do do you see that any differently?
1: Uh, No, I absolutely see that. I think that that's a constant uh, topic that we're, we're explaining amongst fellow believers and amongst those who are exploring Christianity or just are interested in our perception of life in general is that exact, you know, that exact
0: topic. Right. So, you know, with that clarified, I'm always curious to know, is there a moment or a series of events that led you to become a christian
1: so this is something that I don't often I actually don't often share my testimony uh okay. this this far back because I am blessed and blessed enough to have grown up in a in a strong christian home okay, and I actually came to know the Lord. this is wild um I came to know the Lord at like five years old and so wow. yeah okay. so some some people when they hear that they're like uh i mean is that is that truly you know old enough to understand and
0: yeah i mean
1: that. i mean truthfully i i still remember uh where i was my mom was playing the piano and i came up to her and you know i had been going to church and sunday school and uh you know i had known enough uh about about god and so that's where i accepted Jesus into my heart. And I mean, since that day, you know, there I there's been no there've been no going back, you know, I there's been I've just continued that relationship. So it is kind of in a sense my the faith of my my parents passed on to me, but I made it my own at a young age and it was just it saved me from a, a lot of trial and error and a lot of exploring and experimenting. So not saved from everything,
0: but uh, right, what's related, but uh, yeah, what no, but but here's the thing so, even you know, my, myself, like I grew up as uh, a Christian, you know, my parents, you know, my parents led a church, and I, I grew up in the church, so I always thought I knew Jesus, I knew all the Bible stories, you know, I would memorize Bible verses, so I just assumed that I was a Christian, um, but it wasn't until I was probably 14 years old. And, you know, I've shared my dad's story with you. Um, so that event was what made me realize for the first time that my faith isn't what I thought it was. You know, so that led me to question all my beliefs, you know, till that point. And really, I, I guess I was at a crossroads when I was 14, even though I had, you know, like yeah, I had, I had no, I've thought I knew everything about Christianity and about faith. Uh, but it wasn't until... You know my dad was arrested for being a christian that that forced me to kind of reevaluate what i believed in you know if it was worth believing in Mm -hmm. and 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 not to say that ever since then it's been all smooth sailing and you know there have been times since then so I, i say that i was saved when i was 14 but ever since then i've gone through so many you know highs and lows You know, like moments where I'm like so happy and I feel like God is great. God is awesome. God is good. And then other times where I'm like, wait, is there a God really? Like, Mm -hmm. I doubt it. Like, I don't feel it right now. And I don't know, you know, I'm I'm being a fool right now just in believing in God and believing in Jesus. So it hasn't been like, so you, you said that, you know, you came to know God when you were five years old. But I'm sure there have been times in your life since then where you've had, I don't know, moments of doubt moments where you just wondered, like, is this the real deal?
1: Yeah. And I almost, I want to kind of choose my words wisely here. uh, But I almost envy those that have had their faith checked in a way that truly, you know, leads them to, to, you know, really question what they what they believe and reestablish that that relationship with God, because I feel like I've had a a pretty easy life up until this point, and I'm definitely not asking for a situation like that. Um, but as far as things that have caused me to question, you know, what I believe in, and caused me to seek God's word to reaffirm it, there are those moments for sure. Nothing so big that that I don't know that I've felt like, is this worth it? Is this walk right. with, with God worth it? And I know that. My life isn't over yet, so right. <laughs> there is there's plenty more time for for those questions. Um, I just pray that through having friends like you, and, uh, like our small group, that it just it just further fuels faith, and
0: and that's what it essentially is, right? It is a journey. It's a journey of faith. It is not a one time decision that you make and then everything for the rest of your life is good and that is really what i want for amelia as as Mm -hmm. well i I want i want her own journey in faith like i don't believe in indoctrination like i'm not the kind of parent who's going to be like you need to attend church every sunday while i would strongly recommend it i'm not going to force her like you have to go to church you have to read the bible and i know that people might not be you know very happy with that but just from my personal experience you know. If I'm being forced to do something, if i'm if I'm told like you have to do it, then guess what? The rebellious nature within me is going to be like, "But why? Like I want to be free to make that decision so mm-hmm. and and that is all I want to do for Amelia as well. Like you know, I will pray for her, support her, uh, guide her in every way, but she needs to make the decision for herself. And having said that, the world that she is growing up in is going to be an increasingly secular world like you know we talk in a small group about the the daily challenges that we face as christians right like the obstacles that we have the distractions that we have and for her i i mean just the way the world is going in 15 20 years like i feel like it's going to be so much more challenging and almost like taboo to be called a christian Mm -hmm. so and, and you know, you have a very young daughter yourself. So, you know, they're all going to be in that same boat mm-hmm. in uh, a few years. So what kind of advice would you give to your own daughter or to Amelia or just, you know, kids who are growing up in such a world? Like, how do they face an increasingly secular world which is distrustful of, you know, people with faith who believe in God?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, g- good luck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're you're right, man. I feel like know i'm only 31 but and i i hope it's not just because of like aging but it it is kind of real like what our parents and older generations have thought about how things continue to get more and more secular um and how we're stuck like we as christians who are supposed to be the most welcoming you know loving individuals are kind of viewed as the closed-minded um you know stuck up people and so Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say then that it seems like social media and uh, everyone sharing everything about themselves all the time has just, just continued to grow and grow. And I kind of foresee that trend still happening. And my first piece of advice would be do not compare yourself to others. I truly believe comparison is the thief of joy. And, and, I think that the more we keep our relationships close and that we don't necessarily worry about what others are doing and what others have when you're truly asking them, you know, about, about themselves, that's where you establish true relationships. But Mm -hmm. one, one verse though, that, that I consistently reflect on and that I would, I would give this advice to Elsie, my daughter, uh, no matter where she was at in her faith journey, um, but it would be Romans twelve two, which is do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will right. be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I think you could actually, the first part of that verse could be applied to someone who actually isn't even a believer, uh, right. just to not conform to the pattern of this world. Because the crowd is usually, in my opinion, going, going the wrong way.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, like how... After all these centuries, all these decades and years gone by, like a lot of when you, when you boil it down to its essence, a lot of the challenges that Christians face has been the same and it's the same and it feels like it's going to continue to be the same, like, like what you mentioned, just that like social media for us too, let alone 15, 20 years down the road now, you know, it, it's just such a challenge. You know, there's this, it, it's a big source of distraction, sometimes good, sometimes bad, mm-hmm. but especially being a Christian in these kind of times where you see people doing different things people seem to be enjoying their life and sometimes people who don't look like they even have faith or you know believe in god and i feel like especially for someone who's probably growing up in their faith and they see that well this person seems to be happy and they're not necessarily a christian like why do i need jesus or why do Mm -hmm. i need christ in my life you know and i feel like I was in a similar situation when I was, you know, when I initially accepted, you know, Christ as my Savior. Uh, the big question that I had to get answered for myself was the age-old classic: It is why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? And I feel like for Amelia and for other children, young people growing up, they're going to be faced with that question from their peers, from their friends. Or not Christians, they'd be like, wait, so you believe in God, then why does God allow this to happen? You know, look at the world around us. I'm, I, I have a theory or I have an understanding of why, but I'm curious to know if you have thought about that and if you have some sort of understanding of it.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like this takes me back to like anytime anybody's ever questioned, you know, God uh, to me or even some classes in college, maybe it was philosophy or something like that. Um, where these, these issues were brought up about if you have this all powerful God who created everything, knows everyone, you know, how can he, if he can intervene in anything, then why doesn't he? And I, there are so many rabbit holes that you can go down with your thoughts of, of on this topic. And I think it's good too. Uh, but with the understanding that our minds are truly not able to comprehend everything uh, right. that God does or, allows to happen uh we can't even we can't even process heaven in our minds the concept of eternity uh day in day out never ending gives me a bad headache thankfully it's uh you know heavenly bliss um but but i would say that the reason for that in my small mind uh is that we do live in a broken world and this isn't our eternity and Adam and Eve, it started then in the garden, uh, the fall, you know, with the fall. So I think that there are so many elements of free will in this life and God allows us to choose. Uh, and so through through suffering sometimes is where we where we come to know him and where others come to know him and where he takes those that we love home early, you know, or we just don't understand his, his full plan, but there is a purpose for it, I truly.
0: I agree because, you know, I, I, that that's one central thing for me is that me as a human being will never be able to understand what what God intends to bring out of a bad situation. Like, it, it's, it's not a perfect science. Like, we cannot, you know, like, there are so many Bible scholars th- throughout history. There have been Bible scholars. And I would not believe anyone who says that they truly understand every single aspect oh, of the Bible. Yeah. Like, I mean, we worship an ancient... God. am are trying like, to sell you something. Right. So <laughs> I'd be very wary of that. But for me, you know, when people ask me that, I've had friends ask me that in like high school. I'd be like, honestly, I don't know. I, I wish I had a very good answer for you. But the only thing I can say is that I believe that God loves every one of us. You know, he sent his own son to die for. And even in the worst of situations, he is able to make something good out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, you know, Job, You know, it's it's a classic example. Like, he did everything right, Mm -hmm. you know? And then he still loses everything in in, in his life, you know, his, his wealth, his family. And as an outsider, like, you know, I can identify with those friends. I would be like, why would God allow this to happen to you after you have been so faithful maybe you did something wrong maybe you have committed a secret sin you know but mm-hmm. nobody knew what was going on behind the scenes and that is the way i uh, i i understand it is that you know god allows bad things to happen to good people so that through it you know his name will be glorified in a way you know it allows good people to use these bad situations to bring glory to his name mm-hmm. but does that account for every single bad thing in the world? No. (laughs) We will never really know, you know, till, till the end days. And I am fine with that. But again, that is for everyone to come to their own kind of acceptance. Can they accept that answer? Can they accept that truth? And that is why you need a personal relationship with God, because guess what? He is going to probably reveal to you like why he -hmm. allows that to happen. So um, yeah, that, that's what I really hope for Amelia that, she is able to go down that journey herself and have those questions resolved, get the answers that she's seeking. And as a dad, what I want to do is kind of talk about why faith is important to me and, you know, pray that she makes, you know, the right call. But again, um, that's not something I can force on
1: her. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we, we, we talked about the fact that you're a new father yourself. Elsie is, how many months old is she now?
1: She's like seven and a half months old.
0: So you're you're ahead by six and a half months and mm-hmm. fatherhood. So how how's that been going for you? Like as someone senior to me by six and a half months, how has fatherhood been for you? Has that changed you already? Have you learned anything new?
1: It is funny how you think of your friends that are dads before you, even if it's like a month, they're yeah. like,
0: the seniors in high
1: school. Oh and yeah. The freshmen. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm not coming from a place of any kind of expertise, but I have loved everything about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And I really think that I'm really grateful to my wife, Lindsay, for, um, for honoring my, my plea. When I asked if we could wait till I turned 30, uh, okay. to start having kids. Um, and we're so blessed to be able to, to have a daughter. Um, But I I received all this advice previously about how oh you'll never be ready there's no age where you'll be ready and I
0: oh yeah I've heard that too
1: I kind of think they were wrong because I think 30 was great to a great age to have my first daughter and I've not missed I've not missed any kind of freedom that I had before if anything I wanted I wanted an excuse to you know hunker down and hang out as a family all the time and I've been able to do plenty of that throughout quarantine.
0: That is awesome to hear because for me, um, I think I've been having baby fever for years now. (laughs) Probably as soon as we got married, but uh, you know, you know, Abigail, she is probably the more wiser person (laughs) among the two of us. And, you know, she was always like, you know, she's always wanted to be a mom. And we've always talked about, you know, talking about just getting everything in its right place before we have a baby. And then we used to get the same advice that you did that like, don't, you know, there's no perfect time that you're going to feel you're ready now. Um, But like you, I think it worked out for us, like the timing of it. And I think it's a God thing that yeah, uh, it worked out that way too. And we're blessed with the beautiful girl hashtag girl dad so yeah uh it's it's been it's been five weeks and uh it has been great so far a lot of uh uh not not the greatest uh for sleep you know (laughs) the night seven to two grade but it's a phase and uh it's it's still exciting but is there any particular wish or prayer that you have for Elsie's life at this point
1: uh i mean there's the sunday school answer of like i hope that hope and pray that she comes to know Christ at an early age.
0: Okay. What is a non-Sunday school answer for this?
1: A non-Sunday school answer is, is that I, I was like really getting worried the other day about any kind of harm ever coming to her. Like Mm. even like being a top, even being a toddler and learning how to walk and like falling, like I, I'm kind of worried about like little kid injuries and stuff too. So I I really just want her to, this is kind of superficial, but never break a bone and just like Mm. be healthy and, um be safe at daycare during coronavirus because unfortunately oh, I right. have to oh, do yeah. that so
0: no i get that I'm, I'm like super sensitive like i'm being like super gentle like when i change her and stuff like that and abigail will be like she's gonna be fine like you can like change her normally she's she she'll she'll manage but i i don't know i, I probably will get to that point but you know for right now i'm just being like i just want to like Make sure I like handle her like very, very yeah. carefully, like a very fragile package, yeah. the way that she is. But she'll yeah. get more, she'll get more sturdy as the months go on. That is the hope, and I feel like <laughs> it's it's it is inevitable as well. I think, uh, you know. What
1: What's your wish, happen? Vinny,
0: for Amelia Grace? My wish for her is. You know, kind of stuff that I actually mentioned earlier in this conversation is I want her to have her own journey. So uh, my prayer for her is that whatever path she goes on, you know, in her life, whatever path she takes, my prayer is that God will always be with her Mm -hmm. and help me to be a good dad to her. Regardless of what she's going through, not mm-hmm. just in the good times, but even in the bad times, even if she is going to choose something that I'm not happy with, help me to be the best dad that I can be. Help me to be your reflection mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. you know, so that is my prayer to her. I know that will modify, be edited in the coming years and stuff, but, you know, that that's what we signed up for, you know, when we decided to have a child and decided to take the responsibility of parenting and it's not always going to be you know fun and laughter there are going to be times for tears and like discipline but you know uh here for the whole deal so
1: looking okay. forward
0: to the whole parenting journey as long as you know uh, i feel like and, and that kind of like to tie a bow on it you know that's where having a strong faith comes into the picture where i feel like i i never have to worry about being a terrible dad um, because I feel like as long as I'm grounded in my relationship with Christ, he is going to help me be a good father. So that is where my strength comes from. That is where my confidence comes from. So I'm, I'm really looked at the journey.
1: I couldn't have said it better. Totally agree. All right.
0: Well, Jake, uh, that's really it. Uh, I do appreciate, uh, your time again. I, you know, I enjoy talking about this late, like, like, you know, like even during the small groups at the end, like or even during small group actually I'll bring up topics and I I just love to talk about faith and, and especially now as a dad, you know, life has changed and I want to make sure that I am a good example and it's always good to get feedback and thoughts Mm -hmm. from different people because I don't pretend to know everything and I, and understand everything. So I really appreciate the opportunity to just kind of like share our thoughts, uh, our views with each other. And, uh, Especially, um, you know, for everyone listening, and Amelia. Hopefully, she decides to listen to this podcast after all the stuff that's <laughs> gone into it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks for thanks for having me, Benny. I'm really pumped to be a dad uh, of a daughter. Too. Just like you.
0: Me too. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be an interesting, uh, adventurous uh, few years coming up, especially when they turn teenagers. That should be fun. Oh gosh. Oh <laughs> gosh. I gotta read it's some books. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> that's it for this episode of Dear Amelia. Thank you for listening and tune in next time as I shift gears and talk about the event that has upended all our lives in the year 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic. Till then, this is Benjamin Prabhu signing off and Amelia, you're one of God's best creations. Ever yours, Dad.